This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender for the night. I'm the dude. So just sit back, relax. Let's enjoy the show for the evening. You know what? Every show, just like you guessed, we got to start off with the drink special. And you know what? I chose this drink special just because I think it's funny as hell. This week's drink special is called the Dirty Horse Bathwater. Yes, that's what it's called, a Dirty Horse Bathwater. Made with Smirnoff Vodka, Apple Pucker, and Lemonade. Probably sounds pretty good, it. but the reason why I'm telling you about that drink, and uh, usually I try to give you something a little bit more creative, a little bit more interesting, other than just a couple alcohols and a mixer, uh, it's just because I think the name is hilarious. And I think, personally, it would be hilarious for somebody to come up to your bar and order a dirty horse bathwater and see what other people think, even you know if they don't know what that drink is. You know, you get the... Um, older people the, uh, that just got off their welding job or something like that, and they won't expect to hear that coming. Person walks up and says, give me a dirty horse bathwater. Huh? I, you know, I want to hear about the reactions. You know, get one of your customers to out loud say with pride, I want a dirty horse bathwater, and I want to know about the reactions. So when you find out about this re- these reactions, either post a video on the Facebook page, uh, Hey Bartender Podcast, or email me a story about the reaction, uh, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com, and you know, I'd just love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear these stories. You know, listen, uh, this podcast, you know, every once in a while on my podcast, I just blow off a little bit of steam. I get a little pissed off, and you know, it's no real reason it's just something to do at the time truthfully but you know i'm uh part of a couple of facebook uh, uh hey bartender podcast is a part of a few facebook groups that uh, bartenders uh go and blow off some steam themselves or talk about their stories talk about uh mean people that day cool people that day good tips bad tips that sort of thing and then one posting caught my attention this uh person I wish I could find the post, otherwise I'd give you a shout-out. I'm really sorry. But this person said somebody threw something at her to get her attention while she was bartending. Alright, that set me off. That set me off pretty bad. Because I've been there. That's right. The dude has been had things thrown at him uh, to get his attention. Now, there's probably a couple reasons uh, that somebody would get the balls to try to do shit like that inside a bar. Uh, you know, I've seen bartenders where, you know, they just aren't paying attention to you at all. All they're doing is just standing and talking to somebody. They're not throwing, uh, flinging drinks that, but you know, there's really no reason whatsoever to throw anything at anybody to get their attention. I mean, let's think about it. For uh, some of my listeners that are a little bit more high-end shoppers, would you go into a store, let's say Macy's, uh, and uh, you decide that you wanted to see if they had a pair of shoes in a different color or a different size, what do you do? Do you throw the shoe at the shoe salesman? 
Hell no. God, that'd be rude. That'd be stupid. You'd probably be thrown out of the store immediately after that. But here's the thing. Why do people out there insist on doing that to their bartenders? Their bartenders, yeah, okay, we are pretty much dealing the only legal, well, not the only legal drug anymore, but we are dealing a product that gives euphoric effects, like drugs, and uh, these people want it, and they want it bad. But that doesn't mean you have to be rude, right? I mean, here's my story, my personal story. I w- uh, I've got a couple of them, actually, here, uh, here, but here's one of them. I was bartending, really busy night, it was a pool night, and whenever uh, we had pool leagues come in, the sidebar is where all the pool players came in, and uh, came up to get their pitchers, get their beers, get their food, and so you were pretty much running your ass off every Wednesday night. And then also, on a Wednesday night, what they brought in karaoke. And so there was loud music going on at the same time and people that thought they were way better singers than they actually were. I mean, seriously, that woman that sang ABBA all the time, knock it off if you're listening. Just helpful hint from your bartender. But I had a really busy uh, busy crowd, like three wide, five deep, and uh, I'm sitting there flinging drinks, taking orders, and all of a sudden I feel something hit my back. And I look down to my left and I see a coaster rolling away. And I turned around to the other side of the bar, which at that point in time in the night was closed down because the dining area had been closed down and opened up for karaoke. And I was the only bartender, hell, I was the only employee working the bar at that time. And I turn around and see this older looking woman and she's holding her hands up like, come on. And I'm like, okay. And I went back turn, uh, and kept serving the people that were three wide, five deep. And I'm a pretty fast bartender. What I lack in personality, I made up for in speed of getting your drink. Let me just put put it down that way. Because back when I first part, uh, started bartending, my personality wasn't all that great. But the after... The crowd died down. I made that woman wait the whole time. After the crowd died down, finally, I walked over to her and I said, what can I get you? And she goes, I've been waiting for a beer. And I said, and you're going to wait a lot longer. Don't throw shit at your bartender. And I went back and served a couple more people that were uh, at the other bar because she didn't notice that there was a line right in front of my register, right in front of my well. And she just figured I can, I'm going to stand completely, completely out of eyesight of the bartender and, uh, throw something at him to get my drink. And you know, that pissed me off. And funny enough, she waited and, uh, I eventually said, okay, uh, what did you want? She goes, I just want a Bud Light. And I said, fine. Now, here at this point, this this is what that bartender uh, brought up on the Facebook page, is what do you do in that situation? Uh, and, you know, there's lots of different rules of thumb. Some people would probably tell you, suck it up, give her her drink. Those are probably managers. Some people would tell you, 86 her immediately. And because... You, 
you don't get paid enough to get treated like that. People like me, torture them. You know, just make them wait longer. You know, just, hell, I'm not the one that wants something. You're, you are. So if you want to be, think being rude to get what you want is the way to get what you want, yeah, I can be way worse. But that's what happens in a bar that I worked at that point in time because it was a giant L-shaped bar. It probably went 30 feet and then made a right-hand turn and only 10, uh, 6, 8 feet. And the L, uh, the 8 feet part, that's where everybody hung out late at night. That's where the pool tables were. That's where the jukebox was and the golden tea and, you know dart machines and when we shut down the dining room we generally shut off all the lights over there and to help discourage people from hanging out in that particular area because i can't see everything over there people could be doing all sorts of really groovy stuff that i can't get involved with it was just easier to close down the dining room completely and just leave that side of the bar open and but on the karaoke nights it made it difficult because I had people on both sides because the dining area was all of a sudden karaoke area. And so I couldn't run back and forth uh, easily in order uh, to make everybody their drinks. And it, it, the funny thing about that was the manager saw that happen. He saw how incredibly busy I was and he did nothing. He, uh, the first couple weeks when he was making sure I was learning the ropes, all he did was sit in his office and play solitaire on his fucking computer. And, you know, I ran to buy, you know, drop some chicken strips in the deep fryer and then serve one pe- the people on one side of the bar, serve people on the other side of the bar, running back and forth. And he just did nothing. But it wasn't until they hired my friend Shannon and she said, look, I am. They gave her Wednesday nights and she said, look. I am way too busy for this. I need help. Get the dude in here. And the uh, manager was like, oh, okay. And so I had to cancel a date with the girlfriend at the time because I got called into work. And uh, they called me up and I said, what's going on? They said, we need your help in here right now. We got a really full bar. And I said, all right, I'll be right in. Uh, Warning you right now, I'm not going to be wearing my uh, stupid Hawaiian shirt. And they said, doesn't matter. Just get in here. And when I came in, Shannon treated me like I was a superhero that just flew in to save the day. And, you know, I was just like, yeah, yeah, cool. Let's just get this, uh, get this knocked out. And we went to work. We were, uh, that was pretty much the first night where Shannon and I really decided that we were a great team and, you know, nobody's drinks were empty. Everybody was happy with, uh, all of all their service because we finally had enough people in order to handle a bar that shape. Now the other bar that I worked at was only 10 feet long. It was a small bar. It only had, you know, five or six stools at the bar. But the first bar I worked at had like 30, or not 30, maybe 20 uh, bar stools. And it's tough for one person to work a bar that long 
I feel I you know I have often wondered what it's like for some of those bartenders that work in those islands you know kind of like on Cheers where it's an island in the middle of the bar and it uh, you know because you have to walk circles and it's you know well Sam and uh, Carla didn't have uh, too much trouble running their floor because well that's the way the script was written but you know you get a really busy night. And you get people from all directions, 360 degrees around you. And what has that got to be like? I mean, I've been to Vegas. I've seen the bars, uh, the bars in the middle of the casinos. And they've got one bartender per side. And, you know, I don't know how... You know what? I'd really love to talk to a Las Vegas bartender. If there is a Las Vegas bartender uh, that listens to this show... Please contact me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. I would love to talk to you on this show. It's going to be a phone interview, but I would love to talk to you and get your insight on what it's like being a Las Vegas bartender. Or, uh, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a just regular bar. Well, it can be just a regular bar, but I actually want to narrow it down to uh, what's it like to be a Las Vegas bartender in a casino. Because... Like I said, you got people coming at you 24-7, 360 degrees around you. That has got to be nerve-wracking. But like I was saying, when that woman threw that coaster at me, I decided to torture her. I decided to make her wait just because I can. What is she going to be able to do? I mean, she throws something at me. I still don't serve her. You know, this was uh, this happened back before Yelp reviews. And so... You know, businesses weren't such a target for uh, people to give them a bad rating or something, whatever that bullshit is nowadays. So if you, you know, just if you get a bad Yelp review, just just ignore it. I mean, the odds are actually pretty good that the person gave you a bad review and they don't even live in the same state you are. Anyway, I was torturing the woman and, you know, make her wait that much longer just because she was rude. I wanted her to know that. And... You know, my manager was one of those assholes that would side with the customer every single time when they did something uh, rude or something that they shouldn't be doing in their restaurant. I mean, the girl, you know, I, you get a server, she gets her ass slapped by a, a guy and uh, uh, the uh, then the girl goes to complain and then the manager just said, well, oh well, uh, you know, and... Even I'm like sitting there going, what do you mean? Oh, well, that, that's ridiculous. So I kind of had to handle things myself and then try to bank on the idea that my odds are she wasn't ever going to see my manager, which she never did. But how do you handle it? I mean, like I said, uh, a lot of things went through my mind after she threw that coaster at me. My first idea was to grab her by the ear and throw her out the door. No, that wasn't my first idea. I think that was my second idea. My first idea was to grab the point of sale system, the big computer that I was putting the orders in on, pick it up and throw it at her and say, see, that's not, it's not that cool, is it? But couldn't do that. As odds are, the bar manager would notice that the screen was destroyed and ripped out of the wall and all that stuff. So that was out of the question. But the simplest thing that came out of my mind when it came to wanting to retaliate for getting a uh, one coaster 
thrown at me was to grab the whole sleeve of coasters and just keep throwing them at her until she left. I mean, I had plenty of ammo behind the bar. She didn't have as nearly as much sitting on top of the bar just because I was bad at replenishing that stuff. But the customers, they always, it was, it was weird how, um, at the time it was weird, probably not so weird for a lot of the uh, veteran bartenders out there. It was probably weird how these people could constantly find ways to piss you off in your night. And, uh, you know, once you start to get pissed off, it's really tough to get back out of it. I, uh, I was, uh, there was one time where a customer got pissed off at me and ended up calling the manager. And since the manager was, uh, really bad at confrontation, he left me a note that I immediately threw away about this customer. Now I didn't know what happened. Uh, all I knew was at one point I heard the door open. I turned around cause the, uh, the door was directly behind me. I turned around, didn't see anybody. And I was working the small side of the bar at this point in time. And you know, I just thought nothing of it. And I went back to talking to people, uh, throwing out drinks. And, you know, that this was really late at night, like 11 or 12. And then all of a sudden, I hear a loud slapping noise, turn around and see somebody leaving the bar. And I was like, who the hell was that that just left? Did they just lose a pool game or something? Who Who's not here now? I don't know. And apparently this guy, he came in and, uh, sat behind a giant pillar on the dining room side of the bar behind a point of sale system where I absolutely could not see him because I know I'm a bartender. However, I do, I'm not one of those bartenders with x-ray vision. And I guess he waited for about five minutes for to to get his drink and I never gave him attention. Why? Cuz I didn't know he was there. He was hidden. Shit. And so that pissed him off and he blasted right out of the bar. He was so mad that I wouldn't give him any attention. And so my boss left me a note, the wuss he is, and saying that uh, there was a customer that said that you didn't give him any attention last night. I, and I tried to talk to him about it and I, but he wouldn't say anything to me. Uh, uh, I was just like, who was the customer? When did they come in? Cause everybody that came into the bar that night got served and everybody was happy. I don't remember anybody that I completely ignored or, and it wasn't that busy. Uh, cause, and you can check my sales because it wasn't a busy night and you can see there is absolutely no reason why one person couldn't get uh, any service from me whatsoever. And then I thought about it and I thought, well, there is a reason he was, uh, I, that must've been when the, I heard the door open, didn't see anybody looked around. And then all of a sudden saw, heard somebody blast out of the bar in a huff. He was hidden behind the damn point of sale system in that pillar. Well, Jesus Christ, how can you expect service if the person doesn't even know you're there and can't see you? I'm, and plus, my attention was on one side of the bar just because the other side of the bar is supposed to be closed. We even started putting a sign out at that point in time 
that says this well is closed because we're getting tired of people going up to that side of the bar and getting upset that they weren't getting service. There's only one bartender and majority of the people were on the pool area. So I, I had to, you have to give the attention there. And when you see a line of people and the bartender is working down that line, you don't sit out of their eye shot. Am I right? You don't start waving menus. You don't start banging your wedding ring on the table. No. Either join the line or just sit and wait until the, uh, until they can uh, they actually realize that you're there. And it's not like what you see in the movies or TV shows where it's a really busy dance club, at least not at my bar, and the bartender is just full on ignoring you going and when you walk up to the bar like the star of the show walks up to the bar and goes can i get my tab hey, hey bud as the bartender walks by as if the guy was never there and then of course the hot girl walks up to the walks up to the bar and says let me give you a hand hey bartender can he get his get his tab and the bartender says hey sure no problem and you know you don't have to be a, a hot girl to get attention at a bar you don't have to be a hot guy to get attention at a bar. You just kind of have to be at the right uh, right place. And, you know, the time, that's always, you know. But not all bartenders, I'm not saying it never happens, but not all bartenders are will only concentrate on certain people. I mean, sure, yeah, there's probably some bartenders out there that uh, think somebody's pretty attractive and they decide... Uh, they're, uh, they've decided, how am I going to be able to sleep with this person tonight? You know who you are, and it's not just the guys, uh, and it's not just the girls. Y'all can take blame for that one. But they get their eyes centered on one group or one person, and okay, yeah, they get a little bit of tunnel vision, but you can't do rude things to get their attention. And um, maybe in... Uh, uh, what was that stupid movie? Knocked up. Seth, Seth Rogen just grabbed a couple beers out of the ice bucket and dropped uh, dropped a couple dollars. And the bartender's, hey man, and he said, well, what you know? Okay, that's an example of a bad bartender because the uh, Seth Rogen and uh the other girl that the, the oh, I'm not gonna say her name because I heard she's kind of mean. But uh, well, that and I can't remember her name. Um. She, he, uh, that bartender was full on ignoring. And I have seen bartenders that they are talking to people and they give you the one finger up, not, not the middle finger. No, I know that's what some of you, that, that's immediately where some of your minds went, but they put up one finger and, uh, and you know, to tell you to wait a minute. And so, yeah. Okay. That's kind of rude. But what, what, what is the bartender doing at that point in time? Customer has to think about that. Is the bartender getting chewed out by his boss because he overpoured, uh, overpoured somebody, or is he talking to his wife because their kid was uh, locked in the car and she uh, locked in the car with the keys? You know, you know there's a lot of things you got uh, you got to understand as a customer. Customers don't understand that sort of thing, but. As a bartender, you got to be on top of things, and you know you got to do the scan. You know, you know whose uh, whose drinks are empty, whose drinks are full. 
and who's sitting at the bar? Is this person new? Uh, you walk up to them, say, everything going okay? Uh, cool. And then you keep walking. Then maybe get started in a conversation. But as you're in your conversation, you got to make sure you're paying attention to everybody else in the room. Because, you know what, if you're stuck in the middle of a uh, conversation, uh, I don't know, sports conversation or some kind of pop culture thing, and a fight starts, and you don't notice. And then you got to spend the rest of the nights trying to figure out how many pool cues are broken, how you're going to clean up the blood, and talk to the police officers, and on uh, then try to explain to your boss, hey, I didn't over-serve the guy, they're just dicks. Ooh, that was a long rant. But doesn't it feel like sometimes that your customers, even though they're over the age of 21, at least if you're an honest bartender, I hope that they're all over the age of 21, or you know that they're over the age of 21. Sometimes they feel like a four-year-old, don't they? I want what I want, and I want it now. And you got to treat your customers like they're a four-year-old. If that's the way it feels like it, you don't feel like a bartender anymore. You feel like a, a babysitter. Yeah, uh, that's that's when it gets uh, gets to it. I mean, yeah, the the whole babysitting thing. I remember there were a, a number of times where we didn't we um, me and my bartender friends would sit around and talk about customers, and there were certain customers that we felt like that we had to babysit because. You know, you got to watch them because if they have too much, then they're going to get in trouble or uh, they're going to be a handful. They're going to start a fight. They're going to start crying. They're going to do all all three. You know, it, you know, it, there's nothing worse than, than seeing a guy sit in full-blown crocodile tears saying, who wants to fight me? You know, it's, I mean, it's just embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, it gets embarrassing and customers just don't realize what extents that we are going to to make sure they have a good time get home safe or respect respect themselves in the morning maybe yeah i mean and that feeling kind of diminishes you know, uh i've done it many times before where you know the guy was nice at first and then all of a sudden he does you know when he gets around certain people he does this hey barkeep little service over here. And, uh, you know, he starts treating me like shit because he's around certain people. And just bartenders uh, and servers, too. I want you to remember, you got the power. And so when all of a sudden you find yourself in a situation where somebody's treating you like crap only in certain times, remember that you can treat them like crap in certain times. Because that same guy, I uh, I guess he was running for some kind of political office or something. I, you know, but he was trying to act like a big shot. And, uh, you know, snap the fingers. Okay, yeah, I heard you. I'll be right over, okay? And uh, so I remembered that. Put that little nugget right in the back of my head and say, okay, you treat me like that now. And then sure enough, uh uh, all of a sudden, one day he did the classic thing, that uh, classic pickup line. You know, I think that, I'm not even sure this pickup line works anymore, or it's not a pickup line, but a way to get a woman's attention. He says, "Hey, see that girl over there? I want you to get her one of whatever she's drinking, put it on my tab, tell her it was for me." And I said, "Okay." 
So I walked over and I gave her her drink and I said, um, that guy over there, uh, want me to give, um, wanted me to tell you he's buying this drink for you. And she, uh, immediately says, really, what do you know about him? And that my friends is where the bartender seeks out his revenge. He, I looked at her right in the eye and I said, you know what? I think he's a pussy for not coming over here and just talking to you. And secondly, he's kind of a dick. So she goes, okay, good to know. Thanks a lot. And she was polite enough to walk over and thank him for the drink. But that's as far as it went. And, you know, she really pretty blonde, uh, blonde girl. I mean, if I had the balls, I uh, would have hit on her. In fact, probably some of the things I've said to her is I had drinks sent to her quite a bit from customers. And I, in fact, some of the things that... Uh, I said to her, probably be classified as pickup lines, but I'm too much of a moron to realize uh, if what I'm saying is a pickup line or if somebody's using a pickup line on me. So, yeah, it's just the way I work. So let's do a quick little quick advertising uh, here real quick. Remember, people, visit heybartenderpodcast.com. That's where I put my blog. I tell you, uh, give you pictures and drink recipes and there's a whole bunch of t-shirts and stuff that you can buy while you're wearing the, uh, and wearing when you're behind the bar. And just go check it out. There's some fun stuff in there. And it helps support the show so I can keep this show going for you guys. Yeah, you know what? One of these days I'm going to have some like incidental music right there uh, for the advertisement. Because it's really tough to break uh, from one thing to the next to the next with just silence. You know, isn't it? Small and comfortable silence there. Anyway, so here we go with my favorite part of the show. Here is this podcast musical guest. We are bringing back Word Burglar people based somewhere in Canada, according to their Facebook page. I'm not making that part up. Here from their album Space Verse, this is Word Burglar with Force Ghost. Long time ago and very far away Started training on my own Learning art in the hardest way Cause heavy is the task like the heart of Ray Been waiting long enough Let's start the play hey, I got big plans like my mom But not talk I can sell sand to a job I'm on the baba Take my hand man I gotcha Eat your wawa They wanna wanga Who's the boss? Lifting rocks with no thoughts. His lights going off in his head like low box. No myth. Split sit like Kip Fisto. Take a lift swift or get lit to a crisp bro. Tell me the odds and your luck's destroyed. Make a robot scream like the dustbin droid. Rebel scout with the metal out. Crush your bunker, wanna run, try to catch a route. Well, I settled out, guilty of the allegations. The only being given palpatine palpitations. Force awakens in a mad woke. Yeah, bro, it's that old space wizard in a bathrobe. Fighting Star Wars since it was five. What can I say? I'm a force sensitive guy. You would do not, never said that I tried. Jedi, even when we dead, we don't die. It's the burden of a master. Ask Obi Wan. Wiping biters like Minox Hit the dust, then I rise like Skywalks With the freaky flow, make the weak queasy, yo Speaking like C-3PO, leaking Pinot Grigio Wow, hate to show 
up with the bad news But you better guard your skiff like it's clatoons We crash crews from Naboo to Jakku He walked this way, we get the Paplu Yeah dude, it's a new saga era Take a deep breath, get rock, saga era Lighting ions, my interceptor tie-on Star killer, let the bygones be Qui-Gon In the duel of the fates, you never check swing Be real, why wing when you can X-wing You won't see till things are at the dire worst Celebration, I love fireworks. Like with Star Wars since it was five. What can I say? I'm a force sensitive guy. You would do not, never said that I tried. Jedi, even when we dead, we don't die. It's the burden of a master. Ask Obi Wan. We are what they brought beyond. From the void, sending out a Morse code. Till our board's low. Force ghost. I'm one with the force, the force is with me. I'm one with the force, the force is with me. I'm one with the force, the force is with me. I'm one with the force, the force is with me. Ah, yeah, the force sorcerer. Ha, the first order torture quarter. Just a little trick to challenge your minds. Yeah, sometimes you gotta tip the balance of vines. From their album Space Verse, that was Word Burglar with their song Force Ghost, Burden of a Master. If you want to find out more about those guys, jump on Bandcamp.com. There you'll find links to more of their songs, their Facebook profile, their website, their Instagram profile, where they're touring next. Right now they're touring with Cybertronic Spree, which for you, some of you, uh, some of you pop culture junkies out there, you should really check the, out Cybertronic Spree on YouTube. Because they do, they're mostly a cover band, but they dress like Transformers. I mean, you got Rodimus Prime on stage, you got Unicron, you got uh, RC. But you know, hey, it's it's not about Cybertronic Spree right now. It's about Word Burglar. Go check them out. So moving on with the show, there are probably a million and four different ways that a customer can annoy the piss out of you, just because they are demanding your attention. Okay, first of all. Remember that you do have a room that you got to work. I mean, you got to pay attention to everybody. And, you know, if you're in one of those busier clubs, sure, it's a little bit harder. But, you know, sometimes you got to do the work before you concentrate on your social life. If you work in the smaller bars, shit, you don't really have any excuse. The place is a small place. You got to see these people. But, you know, it doesn't matter because the customer is demanding the customer wants what they want right now, or they'll throw a fricking tantrum like a four-year-old. And, you know, that's how you lose your job. That's how you lose customers. And, you know, so you know what, do your best. And, you know, bartenders, servers out there, I want you guys to uh, be nice to your customers, but I want you to also feel empowered. Because you deserve as much respect as anybody else in this world that has a job. 
And well, okay, some of the people that don't have jobs, I feel sorry for them. But we're not talking about them right now. I'm talking about my I'm talking about my fellow bartenders and servers out there. You guys deserve respect, and respect is earned. Sure, it's not given. Okay, so when I when you walk in for your shift, and I just want you to have the feeling. I want you to have the knowledge that you don't have to take shit from anybody. That that is a big thing, uh, because you don't get paid enough to get treated like crap. And I, you know, just say that to yourself. And somebody starts looking down on you or uh, cussing you out or whatever. Just remind yourself. I don't get paid for this. Why am I putting up with this? Nobody gets paid for that kind of treatment. Somebody, some people pay for that kind of treatment, but that's a completely different podcast altogether. So that's the end of our show for this week. I want to thank you all for listening. I remember, remember people, I want you to share, like, subscribe, rate this podcast, leave a few comments if you like, and, uh, you know, have fun with it. Just do whatever you feel like. Special thanks to Word Burglar for letting me use their single force ghost on the show. Special thanks to whatever website I stole that drink recipe from. I can't remember now. I uh, shut off my iPhone and accidentally turned off the web browser and cleared it. So, uh, you know, if uh, you recognize that drink uh, and that's your recipe, thanks. Remember to visit heybartenderpodcast.com where you can read my blog, you can check out drink recipes, you can even uh, get yourself a, a shirt to wear behind the bar if you like. Remember, all the money that goes into that website goes to support the show so I can keep bringing this show and bringing other people on to talk about their bar stories. It might even be you. If you want to be on HeyBartenderPodcast.com, whether you're a bartender and ser- or server that has a really good story or you're a musical act that wants to get your sound out there, Email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, and we will make it happen for you. But until the next show, I just want to remind all of you people, lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anybody. Yeah. so good, I had to blow again. I said, hey,